Hello, everybody. Woo. Wow. If you're not awake, you are now. Oh, <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. Holy smokes. That's <laughs> the wild card series for Major League Baseball. It's just got me excited. It is great. Unreal. Welcome to Off the Cup with Hoppy and Hobbs. I am Hobbs. He is. I'm, I'm Hoppy. And I am, for some reason, yelling into the microphone. But I don't even know. I'm just so excited about what we just saw over the one, last three days. One, amazing playoffs. Two, amazing coffee. Horrible coffee. <laughs> Worst coffee I've ever had in my life. It's obviously not working. <laughs> but it is obviously full of caffeine. Yes. We got to We got to say... Uh, before we could jump right in, we got to say thank you to our studio audience for today. We brought in Babe Ruth and Chavy Chase and the Padres Known. Yeah. Uh, Bob Ross and the Philly Fanatics showed up today. So that's Very pretty awesome. good, along with our other cast of characters and the Swinging Friar over there. Yeah, Mark Grant. Love it. Ooh. Wow. Unreal, dude. I don't know about you, but <laughs> the playoffs are amazing right now. They're just amazing. Yeah. You know, go pods. Ooh. Unbelievable game. I don't even know how to handle what I just saw. It was it was amazing. Um, the whole playoffs, having eight games in, oh. in one day, and they're all playoff games? Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't think any, any baseball fan was just glued to the TV for like the last three days. It's been crazy. Yeah, I mean, you could have woke up, watched baseball, and yeah. fell asleep, and this, there was still a game yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... The excitement of playoff baseball. It, could you imagine Petco Park last night if we had fans? Did you see what was happening in the streets after the game with all the fans? Yes, the uh, peaceful uh, gathering. I mean, um, COVID. <laughs> I don't even. I know, think they man. all had masks on. Yeah, they okay. all had masks on. And they. But wow, the celebration was, was amazing. Yeah, glad I wasn't there. And you know what's kind of cool is that it's you know with the. Uh, players leaving the stadium and they're you know interacting with the fans yeah. like coming out right there that's like oh my god it's amazing it, they they see them drive out and they wave and everyone goes crazy yeah you know yeah even the really bad announcers from espn were talking about how amazing it was after the game the night before right in the parking lot and they weren't even there they were in charlotte <laughs> and in in cardiff yeah and uh oh, i think uh, one guy was uh in the stadium and he was the one we couldn't hear his microphone so it didn't really matter oh yeah yeah pedro gomez yeah, yeah. His, his mic was so low you couldn't even hear him yeah now <laughs> hey you know as much as this sucks not being there you get to you're still in it oh you're still in it I was I was all over my living room watching yeah. that game, drinking a cold one or in a uh, a nice uh, adult beverage is uh, well <laughs> some people would say you know <clears throat> Hosmer doubles right I'm going yeah going nuts because you know they they got the lead and they're getting after it and then Cronenworth hits that jack and I'm like that's it Crone dog Crone dog great play rookie can you you know the 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 hardware the Padres are going to pull in this year. It's been they they got one that they need to get. They still it's it's in the middle of this bracket. Um, it's that championship. So, but the the hardware the the Padres could bring in this year is going to be really good. Or none, they might not win any. Like a shutout. Yeah. Oh, God, 
just you know be second place voter for, for everything. Yeah, for everything second in league second in mvp second in rookie yeah. of the year second in cy young well i'll tell you what um you see the passion in the players you know you hit the home run or whatever and they look right to the dugout you know and that's really what it's all about i mean that's what it is in little league that's how it is in, in high school that's how it is in college and now you're seeing that on the professional level. There's no fans in the stands. And who are you playing for? You're playing for your teammates. And that's really what it comes down to. And it's nice when when the players acknowledge the fans. You know, hey, this was for you. You know, that. But that's just a, it's a byproduct of the team. And those guys, especially now, having to, you know, the quarantine or the bubble or the, you know, staying together so much i mean you really are playing for each other and i mean kudos to to the padres because you can tell that first game in that series they looked a little i don't know i'd like to talk about that a little bit because the cardinals had a great game plan their game plan was to come in and slow everything down yeah um except for their bats against chris paddock because he throws a lot of first pitch strikes they were just came unglued They, they they have a great scouting organization they play a certain way and they've done it forever and it's always consistent. Doesn't matter who the manager is or anything else. And they came in and tried to make the Padres play the Cardinals yeah, play way in baseball and they did and it worked for a game and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know I, I love how Take a deep breath. I know, well, because I'm I'm I don't want to say this the wrong way. Is a San Diego team gets in the playoffs. And then they're going to choke. You know, oh, man, our team's amazing. We got the best player. We got a new manager. We got Manny Machado. We got Tatis. We got, you know, Clevenger. We got Lamette. And then we get in the playoffs. We're starting Paddock. I know, right? All the people that were on the bandwagon jumped off. Yeah. And then they all got ran over at the end of game three. Well, (laughs) you know, and then Paddock gets lit up. And but there's a lot of positives that I saw, even though he got lit up. His fastball is ninety five, ninety six again. Yeah, it was, you know, it just so happens. He sometimes. just, he just, yeah. bam, he just got lit up, and it was like, oh, geez, typical, you know. And it's like, God, guys, it, there's a series for a reason, right? It's the, not one game, right? And then the last two games were just like edge of your seat, you know, just like, oh my God. And then the Padres game two, game two, by far has been the most excited. I've been watching a, a, a baseball game, and I can't tell you was, how long. It was amazing. From the sixth, how do you score 11 runs or nine runs after the sixth inning and hit five home runs? And, you know, the history that we we, we mentioned uh, with... Uh, we, we mentioned it? When did we mention this? On, on the uh, interactive, on the, uh, when yeah. we were, like, getting after it. Yeah. Uh, it's only happened one other time in history. Gehrig and Ruth in the call the shot game in the World Series... 80 something years ago were the only other two players to have teammates hit the, multiple home runs in a playoff game. Gehrig and Ruth. And it was the same date, October tell 1st. Me, tell me this universe isn't like messing with us, you know? But you got <laughs> Ruth, Gehrig, Tatis, and Myers. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then on top of that, the first time that Padre players had hit back-to-back home runs in the playoffs since Greg Vaughn and Tony Gwynn in the World Series that's, against the Yankees. Yeah, that's when 
Gwen went up her tank yeah. at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where, like, you know, if Tony Gwynn played in New York, he'd have a lot more home runs. <laughs> like, well, geez. I mean, if Gwen's going up her tank, geez. That would, but Vaughn and, and Gwen, and now you got Tatis and Machado. Yeah, and then this. you add that, you know, the first time the Padres have ever won a series in the playoffs at Petco Park. Yeah. <laughs> and it's against St. Louis. Who they who never is, beat him. Who's been a dagger. They've never beat him ever. Like, yeah, great. We're playing St. Louis again. Wonderful. Let's pack it up. But I'll tell you, man, last night's game, um, he, they even said, look, game three is going to be Johnny Allstaff is starting. And the, the reactions with, we're starting Damon? Are you <laughs> kidding? Just, just to throw this out there, last week on our podcast, we talked about how the Padres should go Allstaff game three. Yeah, um, uh, well, but but that was that was once we found out no, no Clevenger. It was we had an idea, but even oh, so, yeah, that's I right. would have went Clevenger, Lamet, and then Morihone. Right. Um, Who stepped up, by the way? Yeah, and and it was probably better that he didn't start, you know, but because you put the veteran out there that can handle the and pressure. That was that was my whole yeah that whole was thing a, was. Everyone's like, "Why are you starting?" Saying oh. the guy's a vet; he's yeah. not nervous. Yeah, but I was, I, even I'm one of those guys. It's like, man, if he misses, they go really, <laughs> they go really far. Yeah, but I, I <laughs> like the pick. I like the pick, and I think it gave everyone almost a sense of, "All right, we know he's not nervous, so we don't have to be nervous. Let's yep. just go out and play." So phenomenal job by the coaching staff making that decision and then another record for the Padres nine pitchers shut out in a playoff game it's never happened before um they were talking about it's never happened ever in ever your season game either well you know what that just shows sometimes you just got to go outside the box nine pitchers and what i really enjoyed Jace Tingler stuck to his changing pitchers with two outs every time. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't know if he does it so that the pitchers are used to, they're used to coming in, you know, and they don't have time to think about it. I don't know if it's psychological for his players or if it's psychological against the other players, but traditionally he does it almost every time. He yeah. loves to change pitchers with two outs. Yeah. Well, what that does is it gives the guy a chance to warm up before, and then the new guy coming in, he's got more time to warm up. So now you come into the game ready because you know we played where they're like hey get the get the lefty up and then like six pitches later the guys in the game you're like god i hope he's loose you know these guys here they're, they're getting getting that routine down and um i was just really impressed at, at how he mixed it up you know you go stamen over the top righty to hill yeah you know, nine. How does he throw ninety plus like that? I don't. I don't I, I'm glad I don't have to hit off him. That's that ball comes up to you. Did you see the swing Fowler put on with two strikes to strike out? Oh, I was just like, yeah. how do you do that? No, that that's that's where you go. I would never teach a kid that, but that dude's dirty. Yeah, you know, good for you. Um, Make him a starter. <laughs> well, then he becomes John Tudor. Nah, he, and he was he, he was doesn't money. throw hard enough. I mean, he needs to stay throwing hard out of the pen and yeah. just getting out three guys at a but time. Nice rotation of, of of pitching yesterday, and God, I was just you're on your edge the entire game. It was awesome, and when Crony hit the the home run, 
I felt better. <laughs> well, not just that. Like when you talk about Cronworth, he had a great series. He hit the ball well, made the diving play. They can talk all they want about two base running errors he made in game one, but I could argue that it was really only one because mm-hmm. the the second one between third and home was a wash because he's either out at home and they have runners on first and third, right? Or he gets in a rundown and they have runners on second, third, like they had before. So I can give or take. That wasn't really an error. The other one was kind of was an error, but right. Um, he hit the ball off the top of the wall in game one. Right. No, he's been. And then he goes yard in game three, and he's on. He got hit by pitches. He drew walks, and and he's staying in there against left-handers. Yeah. And what I do really, really, really like about Taylor is, if you're hot, he's going to let you play. Well, he also is rolling with his guys. So mm-hmm. he had no reason to have Fam in the game after being hurt and not really showing much through the end of the season. And then he has a four for five game in game two. Right. Quiet. That was a quiet four for five. Yeah. And he's just stinging the ball. He did drop a fly ball, but we're going to forget about that one. Hey, errors happen. Yeah. But um, he's he's going with his guys, too. So mm-hmm. like if you're hot, you're in. If you're got, he wasn't afraid to pinch hit pro far for Moreland. Yeah. And was rewarded with a base hit. Right. No, and that's that's yeah. that's that gut, you know, that the manager makes a difference. It was early in the game too. It was like the fifth inning. Yeah, fifth inning, and hey, I'm and, gonna. And Moreland's already got a hit or two, I think, mm-hmm. in, in the game. He's he's swinging the bat really well. It's like he was just waiting for the playoffs to start. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> and, well, he's getting on base. You know, yeah. I mean, that was that was his big thing when he came over. He was getting on base. It didn't matter how he was getting on. He was getting on, and you know, that's where that's where managers make their money. Like deciding to go all staff and who to start and what rotation and why, when to pinch hit, right? When to put the runner in motion, when to do all that stuff. That's that's where your manager makes the money. I mean, over 162 games, you can let guys play, and and they're going to put up their stats and they're going to do what they got to do. But when it's crunch time, when it's an elimination game, when you're so talented and you've had such a good season, you have to you have to make those right calls. If not, we're barbecuing him today. Yeah, but it's only you know? the right calls if the players execute. You can put it on the manager as much as, much as you want, but if the players don't do what they're, they can do or what they're supposed to do, it doesn't even matter. And when you look back through the series and you see how the, the Cardinals started off with strong defense and pitching and slowing the game down, and the Padres trying to at the end, they put enough pressure on the Cardinals to make them crack and start mm-hmm. making the errors. Yeah. Right? They sped the game up and forced them to press to try to catch up. And, and so you saw this amazing shift from the first game and a half to the second game and a half where it went, okay, you're going to play slow. And then Padres are like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Let's let's play our game. Right. They picked up the pace. They put the pressure on the Cardinals. And then you got two huge errors in game three that right. essentially sealed the game for the right. Padres. There were some interesting defensive plays being made by the Cardinals where you're like, I, I that's one, that's amazing that I just saw that. And two, I've never seen that. I've oh. never seen a 4-2-6 Four two six. Yeah, well, I'll turn that one into a cop check. Cop check. Cop check. So you got the bases loaded, no outs. Hosmer's on first base, and it's a ground ball to second. Mm-hmm. Hosmer, uh, according to Rit Sutcliffe, made a great running play by stopping and not running into the tag. Well, because he didn't run into the tag or force the second baseman to make a decision to tag him or throw, the second baseman was able to throw the ball home to get the force out. Force out. And then because Hosmer stopped... And he's slow. Molina, who is the best player in the history of all time, according to the announcers, <laughs> was able to get the out at second base for the double play. 
So players with the bases loaded and no outs in that situation in a tight game, you want to continue to run and force that second baseman to make the decision for the double play. And why do you do that? You do that because if he tags you, he can't throw home. And if he does throw home, what kind of play is it? It's a, if he tags you, it's a it's not a force anymore, obviously. So now he's got a catch, he's got a tag. Catch, catch and tag. But if you force him to make a decision or even to just look at you, mm-hmm. the play at the plate goes away. Right. And now you scored a run. You still gave up a double play. You still gave up two outs, but you had a run. And in the case with the Padres, they didn't get any runs and still had a double play. Right. So that's where the difference in knowing what to do <clears throat> if if you're in that situation you i mean do you practice that no that's that's a hard one and and right. you know Hosmer's not wrong for what he did because 99.9% of the time that is the right thing to do mm-hmm. but in that one percentage if he would have albert belled that thing um <laughs> they would have scored a run <laughs> if you don't know what the albert bell thing is is that's when um albert bell who was playing for the indians um basically decleated uh, the second baseman and then stood over him and the play stopped. <laughs> there was no play after that. <laughs> and of course, Albert Bell was built like a truck. So the dude didn't say nothing. And it was like, uh, I think actually went on the DL after that. The yeah, guy got I, hurt. Think, I think they called an automatic double play. too. Ah, so you well, actually still, wouldn't want to do that. Ah, but, but if you're built like Albert Bell, go for it. But if you force that guy to look at you, you score a run, you right. still give up two outs. And typically too, even in that normal situation, say that the second baseman comes to home, the catcher's going to try to go to first 99.999% of the time. Very rarely do you see where that catcher then turns and goes to second base. Matter of fact, that's the first time I've ever seen that play done. Yeah, and and if you are the runner rounding third base, you should have thought about scoring on that throw to second because he's got to make he's got to catch it be on the bag turn and come back and throw home so it's almost one of those times where i I, if i'm a third base coach i might give up the triple play on that just to see if they can make the play because that would that would probably go down as the greatest play of all time yeah but at the same time you know how many things that have to go right for that play to actually work and that fast decisions all decisions got to be like this that that's that was nuts but um and you can see how they go wrong you can see you know the play that the the lefty the side armor lefty his name is escaping me for the Padres when he threw Hill. the ball Hill when he threw the ball to second base and Tatis barely caught it athlete you know it's just when you make that quick decision and your feet aren't exactly right mm-hmm. that's what can happen you can turn to our other cup check cup check uh, with Colton Wong yeah um, where he wanted to turn the double play instead of just taking the easy out and he yep. ended up throwing the ball into left center field yep. you want to talk about that yes I do because. They're like, oh, that was a bad throw. Well, the throw got screwed up because his footwork was bad. In in that situation, when you're going away and he spun, and when you spin, there's two things that have to happen. One, you got to snap your head. I call it Chuck Norris. You got to snap your head around and find your target. And then two is is a two part. Your your right foot has to point to the base you're throwing. So that means you got to really torque your your hip, right? You got to torque your hip and that foot lands and you got it's got to be pointing to second base and then the glove Can you land that foot again? Yeah. <laughs> if you can't see it, I'm landing my foot to second base right now. And then and then when you throw, that glove has to stay in front of you, like in center of your chest. And what he did is he spun his he didn't clear his hip, 
which is going to bring your shoulders through and all the other mechanical stuff. But then his glove flew out. When your glove flies out, your hand flies out. Now he's throwing, and that ball does this and tails away. He missed second base by 10 feet. I mean, that clo- that throw wasn't even close. Yeah, like DeJong's throw when he was trying to make a play up the middle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same same deal. Yeah. Um, but it, it's the footwork, and, and which leads to keeping your front side closed on that throw because you're just going to – once you get here, you just skip rocks. And when you skip, it's going to be a nice feed. But he didn't get his, his foot turned, which didn't clear his hips, and then that made his – his glove side fly open and leave his hand out. And that's when that ball tailed. Yeah. And, and it all happened because the Padres started pushing, putting the pressure on the Cardinals mm-hmm. and they were feeling the pressure. And he's like, we have to turn this. Yeah. Well, this play. is a do or die we situation. We have no chance. We have to turn this. So he rushed everything yep. just to make the double play. Yep. And then he ended up. And that's where like when, you, when you're in practice, you know, mm-hmm. whatever level, hey guys, game on the line. You know, that's what you're practicing. Yeah, you just can't simulate it. You, you can't know, simulate that. You can't simulate that the feeling, pressure. You can, you can do the situation, but the pressure mm-hmm. of it. So, um, you know, like you said, the Padres getting back to their game. And and that started in the in the sixth inning with the home runs. And you see the, the look in the dugout like, let's go. This, you know, let's pick it up. Yeah, this. I, I, you know what though? Where's the chop? That was last year. I don't care. I love the chop. That was last year. I we're like we're moving on. Now we're, we're doing we're feeding and we're doing this. But three hundred foot bat flips. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've I've bought into the hey, let's let's get crazy with the bat flips. Um, but it was a good one. Yeah, and then he kind of Domingo Ayala did a little bit and walked about fifteen feet before he started jogging. That's nothing compared to the home run that Myers hit to left field, and he never got out of the batter's box. Oh, he watched that, <laughs> but that ball was crushed. It was ex- it was an excuse because nobody knew if it was going to be fair. But yeah, but that ball was crushed. Yeah, <laughs> love it, love it. So, <clears throat> Padres, Dodgers, yeah, coming up. Wow, coming up, coming up. Well, we we were talking, you know, looking at the bracket. Hey, before you jump to there, I want to talk about one more thing. I had uh, a headline written for today's podcast okay. if the Padres lost. Oh. And it was the Cardinals being the team that the Padres wanted to grow up to be. And I'm really glad that New School won out here because I'd rather watch the Padres play hard and maybe not win the way that they play mm-hmm. than have the Cardinals be the Padres for the next 10 years. You know, I that just kind of that's the longest headline. That's the longest headline. No, there was a there was a description (laughs) along that. So, um, I'm I'm excited that the Padres play the way they do, and they Mm -hmm. don't play like the Cardinals because it's a heck of a lot more fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, the Cardinals organization is just it's it's built. It it truly is that just interchangeable parts, Um, and you you strive for that. Yeah, it, right. For were, organizations that don't typically win, I mean, the Cardinals always win. They always win, and and it just watching this particular Cardinals team, it took me back to the late '80s. Yeah, even though in the '80s they were like the team that ran with Millie, Willie McGee and Vince mm-hmm. Coleman, they had one guy. They had Jack Clark. Jack Clark, and that's where they are right now. They have one guy, and that's Cole Schmidt. And, oh. and you don't even like the. Why would you ever pitch to him? You know why yeah. would you? Just walk him because nobody, and then they—that's what they started doing. Like, there's no reason to throw this guy a strike because the guys behind him can't beat you. And if you do, you throw nasty sliders on the outside corner. Great at bat. Anyway, 
Um, and then to top it all off, you know, Padres beat the Cardinals, and then we had the passing of Bob Gibson last night. Yeah, that was well. a rough night so, for St. Louis fans. Yeah, and Bob Gibson, I mean, I, if I remember correctly, they had to change the rules on the pitcher's yeah. game because he was so dominant. They literally you, changed the game because of him. Yeah, they, they lowered the mound because he was so damn good and no one could touch him. Yeah. That's that, you know, talk about an honor. Yeah. Yeah, what'd you do? I changed the game completely. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, St. Louis rough day. Yeah, rough fans. day. And then it got rough for the Padres, too, because uh, they weren't allowed to celebrate in their clubhouse because the Yankees <laughs> had to bring their gear in. I was like, seriously? You're going to play a championship series, and then you're going to tell them they can't hang out for two hours and, and celebrate? Cause, right. Because the other teams that are coming in need to bring in their gear? Yep. And they got to bring in their bags. Can you guys get out now? Sorry. Good job. Good game. Out. See you. Fly to Texas tomorrow. <laughs> Go play the Dodgers. Um, don't celebrate. Uh, uh, no beers for you. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. It's like um, get out. Get out. It's like the parents come it's, home. It's not your home. Party's over. This isn't, get out. This isn't your field anymore. <laughs> you guys are done. Go, yeah. be, go be the visitors in Texas. Well, hopefully they're going to be in Texas for a while. You know, well, at least a week. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, I'd say okay. So getting now, can we hop into the to the oh, bracket? Oh man, you, what else? The announcers. Oh, ESPN. God, no, no. Okay, yes. Ah. All right. I, you know, you got to applaud people that will will watch a game and narrate for you and paint a picture. But there's just some things that I just can't get into. And it and it's listening to advice or perception. No, no, literally one announcer telling you what every player was thinking in every situation because he knows exactly what they were thinking. He's been doing it for 25 years and it is the most frustrating <laughs> thing. And he is by far the worst announcer in baseball. And he is a former Cardinal and a former Cub. And he is announcing the Padres series because he lives in San Diego and he's not even at the game. Yeah. Or he lives by San Diego and he doesn't even come to the game. Still angry. Uh, yeah, and and seriously, come to the, <laughs> show up at the stadium so you know what's going on. They were talking about how their feed stopped and they can't see because they got one guy in Charlotte and one person in San Diego and one and one person here and one guy at the field and the guy at the field who's the closest one we can't even hear him right like is Mike is super low and, and they're talking. It's the most unprofessional thing. They're talking over each other. They and 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 they're repeating the same story every single time and i get it they couldn't bring the padres announcers in because it's fox versus espn yeah, well you know whatever plus it's the playoffs they don't use the team's announcers in the playoffs so i would recommend if you like listening to the padres uh listen to the radio broadcast yeah. but um rick sutcliffe i like you i liked watching you pitch yeah but please don't, don't <laughs> just retire <laughs> I, I just or or come to the game so you can see what's happening because you I, it's not there's nothing worse than watching a game seeing what happened and then hear the announcer goes yeah I didn't see what happened yeah well I just overall just overall it I felt like I was watching a Cardinals game oh how about the bottom the top of the ninth inning the Padres are about to beat the Cardinals for the first time ever in the playoffs mm -hmm. um they're going to move on. They're going to play the Dodgers. There's a zillion storylines that came up, and they're talking about how difficult the Cardinal season was. Right. And it should have been about 
Look at this San Diego talent. They've the rebuild and look where they're at. They're building an empire, whatever. No, we're going to talk about, well, you know, the Cardinals had a tough year. Yeah, the Padres won because the Cardinals had a tough year. Right. Instead of look at this exciting team, the next generation, the face of in, face of baseball with Tatis, second and, best rate record in the National League, yeah. four seed, come back. They had no chance of winning. They just threw breaking. nine nine pitchers in a shutout against the you know the. Uh, Give me a break. Yeah, I just uh, you know maybe you switch things up because it's not like our our crew is bad. You got. Mark Grant and Dan Orsella, you no, got Ted Leitner. I mean, yeah, you but got it's all not these- a it's not a national it's not going to appeal to the national crew because it's 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 a local team. They're going to be Padre slanted, even though Mark Grant isn't always Padre slanted. He'll tell he'll say yeah a zillion times he sped up his bat, and that's the only reason he hit it. You know, right? <laughs> you no, know? I, but that's but but it, it it's okay to have national announcers, but they need to be there. They need to. You know, have conversations. How do you not with have like Matt Vascursion who knows the Padres? He was doing another series. There yeah, were eight well, series going. They should have, but he should have been in San Diego. He knows the Padres. He could have been. Uh, yeah, so many more background stories that are more positive instead of a disgruntled, you know, former Cub pitcher who got lit up in '84. Thanks, but you but, know what? They realized how bad it was, and they tried to crowbar Jessica Mendoza in to add something to uh, the broadcast because. They her series ended and they're like this. These announcers are struggling, right? And they they crowbarred her into this. You know, basically she does the same job that Rick Sutcliffe does. So we've got multiple color people now, and and you know one guy from Charlotte, North Carolina, trying to announce the game. Yeah. But at least at least they're like they've realized we need something. <laughs> this I, I is did horrible. sit. I did sit with three innings with it on mute and just watch the game. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I just I'm like I can't I can't I can't do it. My head's gonna hurt. It hurts already. It's gonna hurt more. Ah. Yeah, it just uh, it wasn't it wasn't the best. No, I hope they figure it out for for this next series. I mean, the Padres announcers were able to come to the stadium and sit, yeah, and that's have what I'm and be able to see faces and not talk of each other over each other because they can see each mm-hmm. other. These guys, they, I don't know how many times last I can't just, do a regular Zoom call just talking about nothing. Nonetheless, try to describe a baseball game. Yeah, but they're and they're just. Everybody starts talking all at once because mm-hmm. there's a blank space and they're like, oh, it's my turn. Go ahead, Rick. Go ahead, Pedro. Go ahead, Jessica. Go ahead, Hart. Go ahead, John. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. Get it right. I mean, ESPN, you're supposed to be the, the premier. Yeah, yeah. You've got you've to gotta put your announcers in a position to succeed because you can't blame it completely on them because when you put your announcers in three different parts of the world and you ask them to call a game right. on a TV monitor, it's not fair to them either. You it, know? Was, it was just difficult. In, in such an exciting moment, it was difficult to listen. Sutcliffe could have drove in a car and walked into the stadium and in a mask <laughs> and been in his own room right. where he could see the field and watch the game safely and do the announcing. They you did not need to be in his basement with four stories overlooking the beach. Like yep. he told, like, how do you tell that story about how I'm looking at a wall here, but if I turn around, I'm looking at the water on four different stories in my house in Cardiff. Mm. Yeah. That appeals to the people watching the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now give me, give me Mark, Dan and Teddy, you know? Yeah. But, um, give me Maddie V Mark DeRosa and, and uh, Tim Kirkshan. Oh yeah. You know? Oh uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's not that hard. 
Yeah. Come on, guys. Throw Dan Plesak in there. Give me, give me the real announcers this time. <laughs> you yeah. know, give me the good guys. Don't give me the eighth best crew. Don't, don't save. The, you know, you're saving your your big guys for. Come on, it's 2020. You got a bracket playoff system. If Rick Sutcliffe shows up in this next series announcing the Padres, I'm starting a petition. There you go. Boy, I'm, boycott, I'm watch, ES, but. boycott ESPN. Oh, I gotta watch it. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta watch it. Boycott ESPN. Well, Joyce, here we go. Ride the wave. Go so let's talk about the brackets because oh, they are really you really want to get there. Yes. Okay. Unless you want me to go ahead and give you a. They're exciting. They they are exciting. I'm gonna drink some of this really bad coffee. Bad coffee. No, I mean, Padres Dodgers. Whoop whoop. If I mean this is this is a rivalry. Can we it, go through uh, the um. The series and who won and who lost won first. and lost, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Dodgers Brewers. I actually this was my upset pick. I was hoping the Brewers would just shove it, and hey, they didn't even show up. And <laughs> especially game two, if Kershaw had any doubts of his, you know, playoff, what probably one of the most dominating performances ever in a playoff. Thirteen Ks. Can I and, put an asterisk on it though? I mean. When was the last time the Brewers have faced a guy like Clay Kershaw? I, I mean, when they didn't play all year, right? No. And and as you can see from the Central in both divisions, they were the worst division in foot in football in baseball because they went zero and seven in the first round of the playoffs. Right. Four teams from the Central in the National League made it, and they all lost. Yeah, that's a rough deal. And um, so. They obviously didn't face anybody like Kershaw. They haven't faced him in over a year. I think that helped out. They, yeah. they didn't have a good game plan going no. into the game, and and but he did deal. Yeah, I mean he, he, he was, was good. He was, and you could he had a different <clears throat> a different demeanor. Yeah, and Rick Sutcliffe told a really great Clayton Kershaw story in the Padre game about Sandy Koufax. Where did that come from in the Padre Cardinal game when we're Watching the Padres and Cardinals, we got to learn all about Clayton Kershaw from Rick Sutcliffe. But um, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to handle this right now. But uh, yeah, the Brewers, I expected them to put up a fight. They didn't yeah. even put up a fight. I, I thought they would be one of those ones where they you know, snuck in and then like you know, took on the world. We were all hopeful. I was hopeful. But Yelich um, played pretty poorly and Braun got hurt. And yeah, it was rough. Sad. So sad. All right, so the Dodgers walk past the, the Brewers, but then Atlanta, Cincinnati. I was fired up for this series because Bowers going off, and next thing you know, they played this epic game, shutout for what was it thirteen innings, and Bauer dealt, and Freeman comes up clutch which i don't know if, if if i think if atlanta continues i think freeman's probably going to get that mvp which i think machado should get but freeman's money but the reds didn't score they got shut out twice 17 inning one nothing game that's crazy new league record new league record the reds reds didn't hit at all. At all. At all. I thought it would be a much better series yeah. if it wasn't. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought Cincinnati's pitching would dominate. I thought, <clears throat> I mean, Max Fried comes did. out. They did dominate. 
they went 16 innings without giving up a run in one game. Yeah. I mean, that's dominant. Trevor Bauer was amazing. And then Clevenger's sending him uh, things on Twitter like, come come to us. Come to us, oh Trevor Bauer. God. Uh, Clevenger's trying to get Bauer to come to come to San Diego next year because Bauer signs one-year contracts. Right. <laughs> Could <laughs> you imagine that <laughs> staff? It said, from Ben, from Clevenger to Bauer after that game. Come on. Wow. Come on. Wow. As we can turn everything into a Padres story. Yes, we can. <laughs> Talk about Sandy Koufax. Uh, but yeah, look at the Braves. That's yeah. gonna, They're going to be tough. They're going to be tough. They have to go play against the team that completely destroyed the Cubbies <sighs> and has never, ever in the history of their franchise lost the playoff series. That's such a great stat. Once you get in the playoffs, what do you do? Oh, we don't lose. We won the World Series. We won the World Series. Never lost a playoff <clears throat> seven that's, and zero. I that's think. crazy. Seven and zero in playoff series. Well, um, earlier broadcasts I talked about the Cubs because they were playing really, really well, and I'm like, wow, that I like them. I like them a lot. I think I think the Cubs are going to probably mm, you know go ahead and take it, and they just went flat. They went flat. Yeah, and their team is going to be a lot different next year because of it. They have a lot of free agents. Yeah. Is it? Is it? I don't know if it's Bryant? this year or next year. Is it Bryant? Bryant, Baez, Rizzo. I don't. I don't know about Rizzo. Schwarber. But they they have a lot of decisions. Yeah, to make. they got a ton. But I, you know what? I did watch that game, <clears throat> and I like seeing Kimbrel come back in, and Kimbrel was throwing the heck out of it. I liked because I've always been a big fan of his, and statistically, he's the best reliever of all time. And when you look at stats. It's crazy stats. And it's just crazy that nobody wants to keep him. Yeah. <laughs> and the guys, I mean, it's scary, but it, he's like, he's he's going to do it. So I got to see him throw again, and he looked really good. But, man, you just look at what the Cubs built and how quickly it's been five years. It's been like, boom, you know? Yeah, it might be over. It Well, yeah, it might be. It might be time for a... A rebuild. a rebuild like the uh, the White Sox did and just clean house and bring in a bunch of young guys again. And Maybe they should just switch uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> that, that's the rebuild, right? We're just going to switch uniforms in stadiums. <laughs> Speaking of that, we'll, we'll get to the White Sox. but Oh, and then, then the Padres took down the Cardinals. All right, let's go over to the AL. <laughs> oh, and just no, no, so no, you know, no. look at this is the... Oh, it is. It's the postseason hat. It's the postseason hat. Man, that got here quick. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, let, I, I, can we just stick with the, the mantra and go, yeah, and the Cardinals lost. <laughs> yeah. Not even talk about who they played. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, so on the um, the American League side, we got we got familiar foes again playing against each other. Um, Tampa Bay versus Tampa Buffalo. Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa Bay versus the Buffalo Blue Jays. Yeah, then and Tampa Bay smoked them. Yeah, um, Renfro and Margot went off. Renfro had his first postseason grand slam. Yeah, hey, Slam Diego, baby, Slam Diego, <laughs> San, yeah. Slam Diego Tampa style. Once a Slam Diego, always, always a, a Slam Diego, <laughs> and he he hit some slam, he hit some big ones in San Diego. So. He struck out quite a bit too. But um, we'll we'll go ahead and claim that. Just like. Um, 
James Shields claimed the four home runs for the Padres because he was traded for both players. He's like, it's the best day I've ever had in the big leagues. I hit four. <laughs> if it wasn't for me, four home runs wouldn't have got hit. That's true. Because he got traded for Myers and for Tatis. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> well, you can't make this stuff up. No, but Toronto, Toronto was a little disappointing. But they're yeah, uh, they're but they're they're young. They they've got up. a really yeah. They're 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 still trajectory going up. Yeah, so we're excited to see where they go next but year. But the the Cleveland Indians Yankees series. Oh my God! Josh was, Naylor showed up for the Indians. He had a four for four game. Yeah. I mean, who knows? He might be the greatest player of all time. We he just needed to be in the American <clears throat> League. American League. I, I was disappointed. I, I really wanted Cleveland to move on. Um, it kind of put it's a damper on Beaver season that was dominant. Um, but yeah. the Yankees, man. Stanton came back and hit a jack. That's what happened. <sighs> their, their team all of a sudden got healthy. Yeah. And I mean, then we can three-game series. You just need to have two hot pitchers, and it's over. So, yeah. I mean, it's... Two it, bad pitches could cost you the series. Yeah, so, I mean, you, you get your pitchers back, and they have a great day, and, I mean, it, it makes a huge difference. It, it really evens out. The seedings almost don't matter, and you can see by who won the summer right. series that... Um, you can have if you can play a whole season of sixty games with five starting pitchers, and then you only need two, right? And and if you're two or better than their two, you win, and it doesn't the seed doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean you got Garrett Cole rolling out there, you know, right? So that I means the first game is <clears throat> well, that's going to be a fun series. Tampa Bay Yanks is going to be a fun series, but Tampa Bay crushed the Yankees this year, crushed them. So. You know, as, as much as the Yankees should be excited about, I mean, they they've got some serious work to do. But it's the Yankees it's in the playoffs. The Yankees, man. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. How weird would it be not to have the Yankees in the playoffs? And they sneak in and actually, you know, get a five seed. But it's just like they're dangerous. Every every guy in, in that lineup, if they don't pitch, you know, then they're. Tampa Bay is going to smoke them. If they pitch okay, then the Yankees got a serious shot because their bats are are lethal. So it, it doesn't even matter. It, it, you can't pick this. Yeah, it's it, it's it is a toss up. It's even, and and you know they're going to play in San Diego, where let's be honest, the ball's flying. Yeah, it, flying. It, it's odd though because I've never seen so many balls caught at the fence, mm-hmm. and then so many bombs. Right? Why are the there's been absolute balls destroyed that are just caught on the track, mm-hmm. and then there's balls that are destroyed and they go second deck, second deck, and I, I don't know what the difference is. Um, uh, come on, Mister Batting well, Cage owner. Like I said, for <laughs> someone made it said that that not having fans creates an air density issue. Oh, give and me a freaking break! Right, and then when it gets cold, that stadium gets like an ice box with no fans it's going to get cold it's right on the coast but that's when all the home runs happen so you got you got the announcers from espn talking about the marine layer and how balls don't fly out when it gets nighttime but that's when all the home that's runs were all hit, the, hit the all runs. the all the day sunshine balls they all stopped they didn't go over yeah. the fence except for the one goldschmidt hit they they all you morning know, track morning yeah. track but as soon as it got dark the balls started flying and they started leaving the yard Maybe they're using day balls or night balls. Maybe. Maybe they're using a humidifier, humidifier. like Colorado style. There we go. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I don't know what the difference is, but as soon as it got dark, the ball started leaving the yard. I don't know. 
But Tampa Yankees and San Diego, that's going to be that's a, that truly is really a toss up. Yeah, we should go. We'll go hang at Park of the Park. No, we should just can sneak you, in. Can you stand over there? Let's sneak in. No, yeah. sneak in. <laughs> How you guys doing? Oh, don't worry. We're with Off the Cup. We're doing a podcast. No yeah, big check deal. Us out. We got we got media credentials. Yeah, we're uh, we're uh, nationwide going global. So all right. So how about <laughs> the Twins in Houston? What oh, happened? God. What happened? You know, I actually picked this one for the Astros to win it only because of the same deal of Astros in the playoffs. And somehow they're going to flip a switch and, and get after it. Um, I like the Twins, but just, again, it's something scary about the Astros in the playoffs. And for them to kind of like, hey, look, see, we don't have to cheat to win, which was a nice little comment by Correa, which... Uh, I'm sure they cheated. Yeah. but then, Everybody cheats. Did you see the two uh, trash cans <laughs> sitting outside the stadium? <laughs> And someone said, well, they made the trip from Houston. <laughs> um, anyway. Everybody cheats. But I just had a feeling about this one, um, the Astros in the playoffs. Now, they're, they're V-Landers done. Who? V-Lander. Who? The guy that didn't pitch it. Oh, yeah, what, two innings this year? V-E-R. Verlander. Yes. V-Lander. Verlander. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, out, um, for, out Ver, for next season, too. Yeah, and that that's going to be his contract, <laughs> yep. I think, so. Maybe he's just going to have Tommy John so he can, you know, pitch to his kids later. I think he's going to John Smoltz it and come back as a closer. He should. Yeah. He should. Why not? So, um, God, just Houston in the playoffs. But what, you know what, honestly, I don't want to see is Yankees Houston in the, uh, in the ACLS. I would, I would. Well, I think the A's are going to have something to say about that. Yeah. Yeah. But then, then again, I just, mm, something about the A's. It's like, okay, they won the series two to one. I'm watching the game and it's like they're losing. You know, and you're just you're waiting for the White Sox to just explode and it never happened. And you're like, the White Sox are good. I know they're a seven seed, but I love their lineup. A lot of talent. And the A's just figured out a way and they're exciting like the Padres. I told you I could turn every single one of these series into something about the Padres. Yeah, <laughs> they are exciting. And they do have one color in their uniform that's the same. White? Um, <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It. Uh, I, uh, I don't want the Astros to win at this point. But I have a feeling they're going to. Boo. Yeah, I know. I know. But... <sighs> Uh, we gotta, I think, we got to do predictions. Uh, for I'm these feeling two. like this is a Yankees Padres rematch. So we'll we'll let's let's figure this out. So let's uh, let's start in the AL. So we work our way to okay. the Padres Dodgers. So let's start with the Yankees in Tampa Bay. I know we <clears> talked <throat> about it a little bit, but Tam- let's make a prediction. I'm gonna go Tampa. You're gonna pick Tampa. I'm going Yankees because okay. I think they're gonna. Are you roll- writing this down? Because I want no. no make we, a bet. we have an audio recording okay. of it. We can go back. That's and true. Let's do it anytime and, we want. and we are uh, so, live on Facebook and Twitter. And all so here's stuff. the thing. I didn't look at the schedule. Is are is it seven days in a row? Are there any days off? I don't have I don't have days listed. No, there's going to be one day, one day from series to series. So it makes me wonder: Can Garrett Cole pitch three games? If Garrett Cole can pitch mm. three games, the Yankees win. If he can only pitch two, I think it's tighter. Well, two, and he'll probably come in in relief. Yeah, for that third one. So it's yeah. Hey, breaking news! Breaking the Patriots Chiefs game because it has been uh, postponed because of the entire COVID. game. Yeah. The entire game. The game's been postponed. Yeah. How many people tested positive? Uh, I think it was just Cam Newton. Just Cam Newton. They <laughs> said, nope, 
No one's. I'm not uh, sure. I'm not sure, but yeah, the whole games. Yeah, but when one player tests positive, then there's a good chance somebody else got it. So, mm. okay, so back to uh, this. I'm picking the Yankees. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go race. Ooh, you lost. The uh, Florida too many Padres. Padres on the race. Florida Padres. Yeah. All right, Houston and Oakland. <clears throat> I know what my heart who wants who I want to win, but um, yeah. just because. I'm a I'm a Bay Area transplant from from way back from way back way back. <laughs> so I'm um, Oakland well, win. I went to school in, in Texas, so I'm going to go with the Astros. Ah, I think the Astros are going to win too. Yeah, um, but I'm right. hope I'm hopeful that the A's pull it out. Yeah, so I'm going Tampa Tampa Houston. All right, so Atlanta and Florida Miami uh, Marlins. <sighs> Sixto looked electric yesterday for the Marlins. He, the rest of that staff is young, just electric arms. They stopped the Cubs in their tracks. Can they, can they do the same thing to the Braves? Uh, They're riding that uh, bottom feeder. That's their big thing. We're the bottom feeders. They're just taking, Oh, well, Hey, we're not supposed to be here. And for that, I'm going to take the Braves. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, I think the magic's going to run out. And I think how that, can you vote against a team that has never lost? Well, I can't vote against I, them until the so next. So you're going to take the Marlins. I'm uh, going to take the Braves. I'm taking the Marlins uh, just because they've never lost. Um, yeah, the, I, I don't think they're going to win, but I, I have to go with you them. You have to. Well, yeah, I'm going to go Braves. Go Braves. Bring up go the Braves. Go at the chop. Yep. Go Braves. And one of my coworkers is a huge Braves fan because he had TBS when he was a kid. So um, that's good for him. <laughs> It was back at Channel 27 back in the day, folks. Yeah, on uh, Cox. Yeah, there we go. Uh, every every Monday through Friday at yep. noon. Braves game. <laughs> uh, Braves and Cubs. All right, it's Padres-Dodgers. I, I don't know who's going to win this one. <clears throat> I think it's going to be like world, a pre-world series. I think the Padres squeak it. Um, every game is just going to be... I'm going to have an ulcer um, because I think the Padres are going to... They're they're gonna pitch. Well, rumors are Lamette and Clevenger are coming back for the series. Well, I I think Lamette um is gonna be. I, I'm still up in the air on Clevenger as far as if they're gonna be bringing him. He's been throwing bullpens. Well, yeah, but so he this said, is this is my part, right? So if you're throwing a bullpen and you're hurt, you stop throwing your bullpen. Mm-hmm. They kept throwing the bullpen. So why would you continue to throw the bullpen if you're hurt? I've, I saw videos from outside the stadium of him throwing pitch after pitch after pitch after pitch. Mm. If you're hurt, you don't continue to throw unless you're just working on stuff and, and getting you, your work in and your pitch count. And then, well, and then you you throw your bullpen and then you're ruled out and then you're playing catch again the next day. Yeah, like you when you're hurt, is this you like don't. a little? Is this like a little little showmanship by the Padres right now? Going, oh, our guys are hurt. When you're hurt that bad, you don't throw every day. Yeah. You don't throw your bullpen and then continue to throw your bullpen and then to play catch. Well, because he got a cortisone shot. Yeah. Which, like I said, if you've ever had a cortisone shot, they're amazing. You feel great. I feel great. Um, so maybe he just doesn't feel right yet, and that's why they held him out. Right, because the next series... If you make it to the next series, that's the one that really matters, right? Right. They've but got, you got to get there and you got to beat the best team in baseball three times. Because it's a, it's a best of five, right? I believe so. <sighs> I hope he comes back. That'd be just a huge shot in the arm, no pun intended, intended. But 
him and Lamette, uh, I like I like our chances. Otherwise, they need to add about four more pitchers to the roster because they're not going to Otherwise, have you 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 go back and you start padding game one, just like you did. Well, you gotta you have to have a third starter, so Richards has to start. Yeah, so you'll it'll be Paddock, Richards, and Davies. There you go. There's your three. But if Lamette's in there, then Richards goes back to your but you're, you're, your spot guy. If it wasn't for the expanded rosters, the Potters would have been in trouble. Oh, that's true. And and if they don't get five innings out of their starting pitchers, you can't you can't play five games. Like playing a fourth game. Let's say they had another game today. Oh, they would have been that would have been very difficult. Well, then you go to Richards. Well, Pat- Paddock could have pitched today. Yeah, I think you, you start but, start Richards, go Paddock. But the thing is, is you can't for a five-game, seven-game series. It's Yeah, no, you, you can't patchwork that much. But like I said, you lose your, your two top bullets right there, and you still went out and, and beat a, you know, a, the greatest team ever, the St. Louis Cardinals, in the three-game series. Um, So I don't know. I, I hope Lamette is making the trip. I hope Clevenger is is close to coming back because that would be a huge shot in the arm to just go, all right, Dodgers, here we go. This is what we got. And you, the real crazy thing is you don't even know what you're going to get with those guys if they do come back because they haven't pitched in a week. Yeah, yeah. But I do like that this is at a neutral site. And oh. they they both played there this year, so that that uh, they're both true. familiar with it. But yeah, the Padres, the Padres love that stadium. <laughs> I think there was some controversy started in that stadium. You on mean trend setting, not controversy, trend setting. Three O Granny Slammies. So, um, so let let's do a little hypothetical here. Hypothetical. All right. So, when you take a look at the whole playoffs, it's basically. Uh, every team is in the same league as the other team. It's same AL East, AL yeah. West, NL West, you know, NL West, NL East. Um, now, if they reseeded based on highest versus lowest, mm-hmm. that none of those games would match up anymore. No, you'd have Dodgers, Braves, and Padres, Marlins. You'd have uh, Dodgers, Marlins, Padres, Braves. Oh, that's true. I saw the wrong number. Okay, yeah, okay. my fault. And and which are amazing series. Those are those are good series right there. Um, and that's amazing. But then on the, the AL side, you have Tampa Bay versus Houston, mm-hmm. and Oakland versus the Yankees, which are better matchups too. I mean, the matchups could be better. But what what's gonna so you get better NLDS matchups mm-hmm. with the hypothetical situation, or or, or with um, the situation the we have reseed. now. We get. We get better NLDS without the reseed, um, even though the teams are playing teams they're familiar with. But with the reseed, I think you get better ALCS, NLCS matchups. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that would be twenty twenty. Is just you know they're throwing everything together and trying to make it work, and that hopefully they're looking at that and going, hmm, what if we did reseed after you know the after the first round? I I just don't like that you're playing a team from your own league. That you've played in the DS, like that. You know how many times do the Padres play the Dodgers this year? Yeah, in the right? DS, in the DS, you're playing them. So right? you're playing super familiar. Yeah, I'd rather play super familiar in that in the CS than the DS. Mm. Yeah, that's true. It'll make well, it's and that's just the way it fell, right? Because of the way the teams, right? Because say, I mean, say the basically because the central sucked. 
That's the way it felt. <laughs> Say the Brewers did beat yeah. the Dodgers. You got Brewers, Padres, and you're like, oh, there's going to be an interesting series. Same thing, you know, St. Louis and, and the Dodgers. Oh, there'd be an interesting series. Yeah. You know, but it is what it is. And the, like for for the Padres, this is this could be such an amazing year if they go through and win the whole World Series because they're going to go and knock out the Dodgers, right? And then you know move the and then win the World Series. That Dodgers series, this Dodgers series coming up is like what the Padres have been hoping. Oh, it's the for. World Series. Yeah, it's their World Series. Yeah, it's this is what we've been building for is to go out and beat the Dodgers. This is Manny Machado last year telling them that we're going to be make it be win the World Series before we're you gonna guys. We're going to win. Yeah. Before you do. Yeah. This is some serious work right here. Yeah. So, so the, um this is this is a serious rivalry whether the Dodgers want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. If they lose to the Padres, oh they my. might change There their, might be writing in LA if it happens. Yeah, that just happens anyways. <laughs> that's just that's just Saturday in LA. But um but uh it, they could reformat their whole team if they lose to the Padres. Yeah. Well, and the thing is is the Dodgers are so damn good. They led the league in home runs and they led the league in earned run average. That which is I don't think it's it's happened to where you're that dominant on both sides of the ball and it's like Ah. But can we have prime time for every one of these games instead of uh, instead of like shadow ball at four in the afternoon? Uh, Texas has a Texas has a roof though, so it's not going to be a hundred degrees. Like, why were they playing games in San Diego at one o'clock or two o'clock, four in the afternoon? Well, I think shadows? they announced that because they want the St. Louis because they wanted say. the Dodgers to be playing in prime, prime time. time. Yeah, like can we get some prime time games here? Okay, Astros. Remember, that was the big thing. Bregman was like, how come the Red Sox-Yankees get the prime time? You know, Because uh, it's the Red, Red Sox, Sox and the Yankees. Yeah. So um, I, I believe that they that they put that the Marlins-Braves is going to be the first game and then the Padres-Dodgers because it's the East Coast, West Coast time frame. More people are going to watch the Marlins. Well, well what's going to happen is they're going to have to play the Yankees games at 4 o'clock mm. Pacific time, so they're at 7 o'clock right. on the East Coast because they can't play them at 7 because it's a 10 at night. Yep. So they're going to be dealing with the same shadows that the Padres and, and Cardinals just had to deal with. It's horrible. Mm. Yep. Absolutely horrible. So if you, if you score in the first three innings, good luck. Yeah. It's going to be rough. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't get easy to hit until it gets dark and those shadows go right. out of the way because the shadows are bad. It's... It's shadow, light, shadow, light. Yeah, it's know? hard enough to hit. Yeah. Just change the color that's, of the ball as it goes. That's the one thing Rick Sutcliffe got right in the, yeah. <laughs> as an announcer is how difficult it is with the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for that, Mr. Sutcliffe. Yeah, educational. Please don't do it the next series. <laughs> hey, um, I know it's a little late, but I, I could have sworn you said you had an off-the-cup question Oh, yes, I me. do. <laughs> yes, I do. And uh, we're doing it at the end of the podcast. That's right, because this is, a, this is a good one. This is one of those ones where it's never happened before. So good luck. Mm. All right. So there is one player that finished the season as the batting champion and wasn't on the ball club. Whose ball club? No, the the batting champion. Uh, okay, National League batting champion won the title and wasn't on the team at the end of the year. Who was it? Did he get released or he got traded? Oh, traded. This is this is a good one because it happened in 1990 when I graduated high school. This player was oh. traded 
from you're the National old. League to the American League. You're old. Yeah. I don't know who that is. I was I was you were a sophomore. <laughs> Just a little kid. <laughs> you were never a little kid, dude. You were a man in high school. Are you kidding? All right. Well, the answer, since you this is, is Willie McGee. I was just about to say that. You just said, I'll never get it. I was just a little kid, so I gave you the answer. No, I wasn't done yet. <sighs> Can I get a replay call on this, please? I was going to guess Wade Boggs. Wade Boggs? But no. he was in the American League. Will, Willie McGee goes from the the Cardinals to um, the A's. I didn't even remember him going to the A's. Yeah, he was the you know, trade line deadline. They traded for him. So Willie he, McGee was an interesting guy because um, he ran so fast. Oh yeah, but he could. If you ever watched him walk, he could. He yeah, he had he trouble was, uh, walking, but he ran like the wind. Toad. Beautiful. Yeah, that was that was part of that. He he was later on. You know, I mean, he was with the 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 eighties Cardinals that were just the the track team, and then he was just tearing it up. And the A's trade for him when when they got that was the that was the A's team that was just loaded with Dave Stewart and all those guys. Um, but they trade for him, so he finishes the season in Oakland, but still had the required at bats in the National League. That's amazing. And Dave Magadan, there's a name. I remember that. First, yeah, skinny first baseman with uh, the Mets. The Mets. And um, I was a Mets. He, back he couldn't catch back. him, and so <laughs> Willie McGee wins the National League batting title while playing for the Oakland A's. That's awesome. What a great story. It is a good story. I like Willie Mays. <laughs> we didn't even talk about him. <laughs> Uh, so hey um i'm excited for the rest of this it's it's going to be fun it's going to be exciting i'm going to go crazy watching those dodger games so if you if you come down to the 12 the, the games will be on and and i probably won't pay attention to the lessons but it's going to be amazing <laughs> parents make sure you pay attention because yeah. hoppy's not going to be yeah good job and good job and thank you for not sitting in the baby chair today i you know what and i'm glad you mentioned that because my other desk is shorter so i have to have the chair lower and i slide over and i get all my you know pregame stuff and then we start talking and I totally forget. And you're in the baby. Today, yeah. Hoppy's not in the I'm, baby I'm chair. I'm at the big table today. <laughs> That's <a> big <laughs> <laughs> so well, anyway. Wonderful day today. Yeah, good stuff. Go Padres. Go Padres. We did our first off the cup without any notes. We just winged it today. So hope you guys enjoyed it. And just so you know, I purposely forgot the like, subscribe part at the beginning because I really wanted to just dive right in. So if you are still listening and you like the podcast, please share mm-hmm. it, subscribe to it. Um, we're having lots of fun um, on Facebook during the games. Uh, just interactive. Interacting with our uh, what we do. Our friends and family, uh, our off-the-cup family. Yeah, nationwide. So, nationwide. Cool. Talking about how it would have been better if the Padres would have put Strom on the IL the, and brought Gore to Gorin. start the game. But I guess we were wrong because they did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want I want Mark Grant, Dan Arcello, and Ted Liner doing the games. Well, as long as it's on ESPN, that's not going to happen because they're I don't Fox. like it. They're a Fox. Well, they listen to the show, so hey, let's go make the change. You can do it. It's America. Yeah, make the change. Um, just announce the game on your Twitter or do a Facebook Live and announce mm-hmm. the game so everybody can watch it that, or something. That, yeah, that's, that would be great. But I think um, that would violate the disseminated Copyright. part of yeah. it. You Infringement. Know, yeah. But we would love it if you guys wanted Padres, let's do this. Let's do this. Hit your social media. Bring in Mark Grant and Don Arcillo to announce the game for us so we can Mm -hmm. have it going on. Um, 
And then if they're not doing good, we'll just switch to Teddy. Yeah, let's turn on the radio. <laughs> but give us a chance here. I'm sure Don Orsello and Mark Grant would do it for free. No, there was another network that they, was talking about how... They don't like getting paid. They'll do it for free. How, you know, our guys, I say our guys, the Padres guys, I mean, they are personalities. Yeah. You know, and they, they bring a, a different... Ted Leitner's been doing this I'm sure the Dodgers fans... The Dodgers fans would love to listen to Mark Grant and Don Arcillo call the game on ESPN. Yes. Yes, they would. What? Uh, how about this? Bring back Ven for this series. Who? Cool. Ven Scully. Bring him back. It would be awesome. It's 2020. Why not? I didn't say no. <laughs> Actually, you, you partner him up with Mark Grant, with Mark, Mark Grant, and Vin Scully. Oh my God, that would be amazing. That way, Vin, how's it going over there, Vin? That way, he doesn't have to do the whole game by himself. Break out the shillelagh, and Vin's like, "What is Next going thing you on?" See, you see Mark Grant with a ball just drilling Vin Scully in the, like the elbow. Like, <laughs> you ever you ever feel that before? Oh, Tell you what, that would be amazing. Please, God, let that happen. Oh, it'll be oh, the greatest thing it of would. all time. <laughs> you see, I can just see Mark Grant just being in Vince Scully with a ball. Oh, my God. Hey, does this hurt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry, dude. <laughs> just the image in my head right now is so awesome. Because you know people would be like, who is this guy? <laughs> What's going on here? How long would it take for Vince Scully yeah. to walk out of the booth? Yeah, and then, then they're, watch they're Jessica having... Mendoza. Hey, Mark. <laughs> No, no. From from somewhere else oh, in the U.S. That's great. Please just let the announcers go to Texas, be in the booth, and call the game the way it's supposed to be called yeah. so that we can, you know. You already know what's going to happen. The Dodgers this, the Dodgers this, the Dodgers this, Dodgers, 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 right? And the and I hope the, the – I want the Padres to win. I think they can do it because then it's like, you know what? Shut up. This team's good. And and don't give me St. Louis type stuff. Don't give me the Dodgers are the greatest. How about these two teams are battling? You know? Yeah, you just reminded me of something for no reason whatsoever. All right. All right. So the broken bat looper that Fernando Tatis dove for and made the play at the mm-hmm. middle, StatCast had that a 97 probability hit rate. 97%. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how a broken black. Broken bat. I, I was thinking he should have caught... If he would have taken the right angle, he wouldn't even have dove. But right. I think he was deep and, and looped it because he thought it was hit harder than it really was. Yes, and ended if up you diving. notice, he starts back. Yeah, because it, it was like off the handle. Yeah. But how is that a 97% I Probably distance, exit velocity, all the you know matrix say that a human being should not be able to run this fast to catch that ball. It's a great catch. But um, that stat... Caught me by surprise. And then the other one on um, Tatisa's double down the left field line. Mm-hmm. Did you catch how hard he hit the ball? What was it like 109? 109. And <laughs> didn't even have a chance. Like you're watching it. You're like, I, Aaron Otto would have caught that. You know, I don't know. I But then you're like, oh, crap. It was 109. 109. <laughs> no okay. wonder he missed if you it. you think playing third base in the big leagues is easy, <laughs> let's just put a pitching machine out there, feed a ball at 109 miles an hour, and see if you can catch it. It's just one of my catching drills. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, they don't call it the hot corner for nothing. And I mean, 
Edmund's a, a, a good player. I mean, and where do you think five in the kitchen came from? Yeah, that's exactly why you do it. I'm <laughs> going to find out who can catch the damn ball. I love that drill, favorite drill of all time. But that ball, your reaction time, you're what, 100 feet away? And I'm oh, going to yeah. hit a ball 109 miles an hour? Like in real time, I was like, man, why didn't he catch that ball? It was just you know off his foot. And then they said it was 109. I'm like, oh, I yeah, guess I know why. That ball was... <laughs> Just yellow. <laughs> Thank you for not being in front of it because yeah. your cup oh, would have been broken. Broken cup. <laughs> it would have been off the off cup. Off the cup, you know. <laughs> so, mm. yeah, and kudos to um, Edmund. He's he's a good guy, good kid, and and saw him in high school when he played down here at Lowhead Country Day. So, um, tough series, but he's a gamer. Sorry, I tangent. No, it's awesome. Because he can play. What? He He's one of those guys that kind of like Cronenworth. The best nine hitter in baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that the really interesting thing, just to look back on the series, the Cardinals played the game traditionally, mm-hmm. and the Padres didn't. Yeah, and like, it, and it wasn't reckless, so they weren't playing reckless. They were just playing aggressive. Like the Cardinals, uh, the only non traditional thing they had, and they don't have a four hitter. So it's the only non-traditional thing. I, I, but um, I, I, if you're going to have a 220 hitter, you know, bat fourth, I'm surprised it wasn't Dexter Fowler. But uh, everything else they did was traditional no matter what. I mean, they let their starters go 110 pitches. Mm-hmm. They, they just, they rolled out their relievers. They, they didn't, they didn't do anything non-traditional and it ended up biting them. Yeah. Well, there were that, no surprises out of the Cardinals. The same lineup all three days. The same, mm-hmm. the same style of pitching. The same style of relief pitching. And they just said, "Like this is how we play, and this is it." And the Padres went, "Okay, you play like that, and we're gonna do pulling. We're gonna play it, you know, playoff style. Every game is the last day. We're gonna pull our pitchers out after two and a half innings. We're gonna throw every pitcher we have on the field every day. We're gonna." We're going to hit home runs and run the bases and we're going to mess up, but we're going to stay positive and mm-hmm. go for it. And we're going to, we're going to create hustle errors and we're going to make hustle errors. You yeah. Know? Well, you got to applaud the coaching staff for, for their plan. Um, they went back to their style of hitting of, of, you know, working the counts and making those Flaherty was at 110 pitches in the sixth inning. The sixth inning. I know. I, I remember that is. He was at eighty pitches in like the fourth. I was like, man, he's only going to throw maybe one more inning. Yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, oh my god! And then you realize, man, every at bat is two, two, three, two. You know, Padres are making them work. They like the 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 bullpen. That's the ones they hit all the home runs off. Of. Imagine if we had an umpire with a tighter strike zone. Oh my game. goodness! What, what would have been like? Because his his zone was fair. It was the same for everybody. Right. But consistently crappy. Well, no, consistently strikes in the same spot. I'm not going to say crappy because once you know the umpire zone, it's your fault. No, that's up true. To you to, yeah, but, but I didn't like the strike zone. I didn't like it either because it was about three inches off the plate, up or down. down, left and right, but not up. <laughs> that's hard to do. <laughs> but he was 100% consistent off the plate and down. Multiple pitches below the strike zone were called strikes, but every everyone was almost. Mm. So you knew what it was going to be. Um, like when Grisham got rung up with the bases yeah, loaded on the inside fastball, it's ball. like, what, what do you, there's nothing you, there's can, nothing do. you can do on that. Um, but imagine if they had a different umpire that had a, a real tight zone, mm-hmm. the game would have been completely different. Way different. Like both Way sides, different. both, both sides. sides. True. Yeah. Both sides. 
Well, it, it definitely played in the Padres not giving up any runs, um, having a zone that big. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't add runs for St. Louis, but it didn't. It didn't take. It, it, it took away runs from the Padres, but it didn't add runs for the for the Cardinals. It so. might have. There was a bases loaded, or there was a couple of key situation strikeouts with runners on base um, that were outside of the zone for St. Louis too. Yeah. But, well, overall, umpires just. You just now now to the point where you go. Well, that's just how it is. Hey, did we talk about the um, the bases loaded play at the plate with Yadier Molina and Edmund? I don't think we talked about it. No, um, we should. Yeah, we should because something interesting happened on that play because uh, Edmund made a great play, leaping play, comes down, looks like he touches third base mm-hmm. and chucks it to the plate as quick as he could. Um, as far as we were talking about it before, you know, as far as balls that bounce, it was a, seemed like a pretty simple ball for Molina to catch. Right. It was in his glove. Yeah. And, and, but Molina thought he had to tag the runner mm-hmm. because it looked like from his perspective, perspective that Edmund touched third base, right. but he missed it. Missed it by two inches. So yeah. the reason that Molina missed the ball is because he tried to make the, be quick and catch make the tag. tag when really it was a force play, but he had no idea. Right. And um, it was just, it was just a really interesting baseball play. The only way you could know is by watching the umpire right behind Edmund, but it happens so fast. How do you track the ball that's about to bounce? See the the umpire doesn't call him out. Right. um, And then know that it's a force play. And uh, it was a critical part of the game where the Potters ended up continuing to have the bases loaded. And you see the first thing that, that, Yachty does is like he's out at third, yeah. right? And they're yeah. like, no, <laughs> he's not. Right. He's like, crap, I could have caught that ball mm-hmm. and got the out at the plate. Right. So I, and I didn't see the angle if, if the umpire, because nor, if, if he didn't do anything, he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. So, and in, in that case, that's where Molina is like, because normally if the, he'll, they'll point fair, right? If there's an out, they'll get that. If, if they go like this, but there was no reason for him to call it safe, right? So he no, does nothing. Yeah, so it's just a play, right? And that's where Molina's like, "Was he out?" And and he goes like this. Yeah, really yeah. tough, tough play. Really tough decision. And um, and the ball that bounced really the, because of where he caught the ball and the runner that actually was a good throw. Oh, because you can't throw if you throw right at you're throwing into the runner. And good luck. You're not going to catch that ball. The, the catching, the catcher, Molina's not going to catch that ball. So you you one hop it. I mean, I, I was okay with the throw. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why the throw was more poor than it would have been is because he realized he didn't touch the bag. You could see him like, land oops. and look at the bag. He's like, crap. And then he went, ugh, yeah. and threw it harder because he knew it had to be a tag yeah so at that point he probably spiked it on accident <laughs> yeah. but i'm okay with the throw no it was, I, I think you see you, you catch it was in his glove so he, he did the best he could yeah um but it's just one of those weird baseball situations where the player actually can't tell whether he touched mm-hmm. the bag and you're completely reliant on the umpire to make the call and you you your eyes deceive you completely because mm-hmm. you think that something happened that didn't really happen right and, right and for the diff for the greatest player in the history of baseball to make that mistake <laughs> it was it was really disappointing yeah well i like molina he's been doing it forever and but it's just you know okay we get it all right we get it oh we were talking earlier i mean 
you know, Molina, if it wasn't for Molina, the guy in the bullpen wouldn't have thrown a strike on that pitch. <laughs> and, if, <laughs> and if it wasn't for Molina, you know, the they center have, yeah. hater would have never caught that ball on the fence. You know, <laughs> if Molina wouldn't have called that pitch, that definitely wouldn't have got that ground ball to second. You right. Know? Uh, it, you know, <sighs> but uh, if he doesn't come back, it we're going to be missing a lot in baseball because uh, no, he's a great player and, he, and he's a good ambassador for the game and, and guys respect him. And, and the thing is we get it. He's one of the best postseason players in the history of the game. He's had some of them. He's played. Does he have 101 hits hits in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean like third or fourth most all time. Yeah. I mean he's in the Cardinals are in the playoffs every year and he's leading his team every year. He's an extremely smart player. That is a great leader. But it's almost like if you go, and here's Mike Trout. Man, is he good. Yeah. Every and, time he comes to the plate. Yeah, and if it wasn't like for it. if it wasn't for Yachty, Mike Trout wouldn't be as good as he is. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> oh. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're talking about Molina if Rick Sutcliffe's on the next uh, on the next announced team for the Padres. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if, if it wasn't for Yachty or Molina, the Padres wouldn't have won that series. <laughs> I mean, they talked like that the whole yeah. time. Every yeah. thing that Molina did was the greatest, the greatest in the history of world time. Of world time. And oh. at that point, you're like, okay, and, we and, get it. He's and nobody good. else could have done it. Nobody. 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 Except for maybe Austin Nola because he's so good because he used to be a shortstop. He used to be a shortstop. And his friend taught him how to play catcher in two weeks. Yes. And then four years later, he made it to the big leagues. Yeah. And I heard that story, I think, five times. <laughs> over, put it over, over I'll three never games. forget that story because I've heard it so many times. Well, I already forgot his friend's name, so yeah. apologies to a friend. But great job teaching Nola how to be a catcher. Good job. They should yeah. get you a job. Yeah. So now if he could buy a hit, <laughs> he'll be fine. Watch, he's going to come up clutch. You watch. Yeah. All right. Well, what a wonderful podcast. Remember, like, subscribe, Twitter, follow, Instagram, follow, Instagram. Facebook. Facebook. Follow us along on the games. Maybe we'll chat. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, we're gonna. We're, I want to go. I want to go uh, do some of that stuff during this series. That'd be good. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, unless the games are at ten a.m., which you know they could I be. I guess. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. What time is it? It's uh, nine thirty-three. Sign off. Oh, <laughs> it's time to sign off. Hey, folks. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> Go shut off the feed. Let's go. Yeah.